You are listening to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. This is our midweek, a quiet life podcast that focuses on living a quiet life, mind your own affairs, work with your hands, and be dependent upon nobody. For more information, visit us at thepursuitofmanliness.com. Aspire to live a quiet life. Mind your own affairs, work with your hands, be dependent upon nobody. I mean, it's a great verse. I mean, it's what we talk about every single Wednesday on this podcast, and it's it's intertwined with all the other podcasts as well. But this is our focus on Wednesdays. Living that quiet life. Middle of the week, let's refocus, let's reframe our perspective. Live a quiet life. Less people, less banners, less flags, less sirens, less noise, less billboards and signs and yelling and clamoring and pandering and threatening and concerning and canceling, all that, all that, less of all that, right? I mean, a lot of us would say, sign, sign me up for that. The problem is we live in reality. We live around people. I mean, that's what we're supposed to do. And so people sin, people's way of living drives me crazy. I mean, I excuse my sin, right? Like you probably do the same thing. You excuse your sin as missing a mark or having a bad day, but other people's sin, whew, that can stick in your craw, man. That can really fire you up. It does me. But that idea of living a quiet life were to aspire to it, which means you're going to be around people. You're going to have to work with your hands. You're going to have to do some things uh, faithfully, consistently, fervently. You're going to have to persevere. I remember one of the first times I heard a guy say that. He felt like I was persevering. I was persistent in my approach. I said, I think I like that. And every once in a while we hear the phrase, why do bad things happen to good people, right? I mean, when I first hear that phrase, I immediately think when Jesus said, well, who is good but God alone? But semantics, right? We get the idea, the conversation we can have. Why do bad things happen to people who are trying to mind their own affairs, trying to mind their own business, trying to work with their hands? Why why are bad things happening to them? And I think about the story of Joseph in the Old Testament. you got Genesis 37 where Joseph has the dreams. He's young. Shouldn't open his mouth like he did. Probably the probably his approach wasn't good, but shoot, when we were young, I'm glad it's not documented in a book like this. His brother said, no, we're not having that. And so when given the opportunity, you know, they sold him into slavery. I thought, well, we're done with that problem. We don't see him no more. Why do bad things happen to good people? And Joseph didn't deserve that. He's just checking up on his brothers. Dad told him to go check on him. It's evil what they did, but Genesis 39, I mean, Joseph's like keeping his nose to the grind day in, day out, day in, day out, just working hard. I mean, obviously he's doing well. Potiphar basically puts him in charge of everything, but he eat what he eats. He said, you're in charge of everything else. You're not the chef, but you're in charge of everything else. Joseph's doing a good job. Mrs. Potiphar says, I think I'd like to sleep with that guy. 
Joseph had obviously resolved in his heart. Maybe there have been several hints, warnings, threats, whatever. I don't know, but he had resolved. Nope. Goes into a situation where it's entrapment. He takes off. He flees. He does what, I mean, textbook, what you would want someone to do, what you would teach your son to do, what you would teach your daughter to do. Get out of there, right? Well, he's accused of rape, gets thrown in jail. I don't know if that's worse than slavery. At least slavery, he got to go in and out of house and seemingly have a semi-normal functioning life. And then you got the cupbearer and the the baker that show up. They got some crazy dreams, and Joseph interprets them. They forget him for two years. So finally, one day, the the cupbearer in forty-one. Pharaoh has a dream. He's like, Phew, I forgot, my bad. There's a guy in jail, and he's really good at interpreting dreams. Pharaoh says, get him. These dreams concern me. <laughs> and they bring Joseph up. They clean him up. They dress him up. They put makeup on him, the costumes, the whole deal. He's going to look like he's supposed to stand in front of Pharaoh. And we can't have no prisoner standing here. Still a slave, isn't he? He stands in front of Pharaoh, and he interprets the dreams. He gets to be number two. Number two, that's not too shabby. From You talk about comeback of the year. Number two. What essentially happens with Joseph's life is he's going to get his family to Egypt. Big picture, he helps save a nation. Why do bad things happen to good people? We live in an evil, fallen world. I mean, it's, it's sinful. I mean, you and I have committed sins. Maybe they're not as aggressive towards people as, as some that we see. Maybe you haven't jumped somebody in a parking lot trying to get money from them. I heard about that. Someone do, having that happen today. Maybe you haven't had some, maybe you didn't you know, hold people up at gunpoint. Maybe you haven't you know, murdered or whatever. Committed the big ones that are, that are newsworthy. Maybe you haven't done that, but you've committed sins. But remember, evil is very real. Now, I believe as Christians, it's not our job to go storm a Norman Schwarzkopf into every dark place. We are to be light. We are to be light more than we are to overcome darkness. We are to be light. We are to represent light. We are to bring light. Jesus is light. But we are going to encounter darkness. And when I encounter darkness, uh, Jesus, you're up. That's your, that's your deal. That's what, that's what you said you're up for, right? Yeah, Jesus said this in John chapter 8, verse 44. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. Talking about evil, sinful people that oppose him. Why do bad things happen to good people? Because there's a lot of wickedness out there. I mean, imagine what you know or I know. Imagine what God knows. So here's the deal. We don't always understand the things that we're going through. And to keep your head down, keep your mouth shut, mind your own business, that's great. But that doesn't guarantee success. It guarantees obedience. It doesn't guarantee success in the world's eyes. It doesn't mean you're going to get ahead. It doesn't mean you're going to be famous. It doesn't mean you're going to get a blue check mark. It doesn't mean you're going to get to be the CEO, the team lead. It doesn't mean any of those things. It might mean that you're just found to be obedient. And perhaps you're going to save some from the consequences of hell. Perhaps you're going to save some people. They're going to know Jesus because your faithfulness, your perseverance, your steadfastness, your quiet resolve. Maybe that's what it is. Why did bad things happen to Joseph? I don't know. 
But when I see the bigger picture, I can say, it was to help save a nation of Israel. Why did Moses get saved? It was to lead out a nation of Israel. 400 years later. Why do bad things happen to you and I? Man, I don't know. I'm reminded of this in John chapter 9. He passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents that he was born blind. Jesus' answer was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Sometimes we go through some stuff because the works of God need to be displayed in us. Sometimes we need to have that quiet resolve to say, I don't like this. I'm not, I'm, I'm, this is frustrating. This is making me angry. This is defeating. I mean, Joseph went into work every single day. Hated it. He had to. Sat in prison, still rose to the top somehow, answered the bell every single day until that day came when he got to represent the Lord. Man, I want to encourage you to do the same thing. I pray that you would encourage me to do the same thing. Let's aspire to live a quiet life, mind our own affairs, work with our hands, be dependent upon nobody. Knowing that we live in a fallen world, bad things are going to happen. We're going to face some challenges. We're going to take some bumps. We're going to get knocked down. But we're going to aspire towards the goal. We're going to work towards the goal. We're going to aim towards the goal. And when that happens, God's power and glory, just like John chapter 9, will be on display through us. Amen. Hey, just think about that. I'll talk to you guys in a little bit. Thank you for listening to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast. If you would, make sure to visit iTunes and leave a five-star review to let others know what you think of this show. When you get a chance, make sure to visit thepursuitofmanliness.com to see what is available in the gear store, find more information out about Tribe, and much more. Thanks for listening, and let's keep pursuing biblical manliness. Manliness.